really. Of all the ochres, she's the meatiest. You are like a, a earlobe. You're just there, just wobbling. You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerve herder. Dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. You are a sad, strange little man. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! You are a smelly pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. It's the Sadie and Sean Have No Friends podcast. Hey guys, it's Sadie, and welcome to the newest episode of Sadie and Sean Have No Friends. It's a podcast that you can find five days a week. And Sean, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just super great. And um, you and I were before we went on the air, which I think that the minute we sit down, we just need to start pressing play because that's where the good stuff is. Yes. There's some things that are there are things that are talked about before we go on the air that are not for public consumption. (laughs) Well, see, then we're not being honest with the people as you promised we would be. (laughs) I I mean, that omission is not lying. Yeah, this means that true. there are certain things that people don't need to know. Yeah. It would um, probably really upset them if they knew some of the things that were true anyway. Well, other than what we were talking about that was salacious that Sean says we cannot bring up, um, you were we were also talking about this Taylor Swift thing. And I know people are probably all tailored out. It's become such an insane phenomenon that you can't turn a radio on or a magazine or a, a website without seeing everything Taylor Swift. It's true. She is like everywhere, everywhere. I don't even know what made her rise in popularity again because she was popular before. And then she didn't go away, but she just was kind of not there for a minute. And then all of a sudden she comes back and she's the biggest thing in the history of music and the history of pop culture. And it's, I get why it can be annoying, but the the story that we were talking about today doesn't really necessarily have to do with Taylor anyway. It can just be anybody's life, but basically she's reportedly banned her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey from going to strip clubs and she gave him (laughs) a half a million dollars to upgrade his wardrobe. Supposedly she's trying to help him evolve into his new level of fame. Is what First of all, said. I don't know where you read this from, but it does kind of sound a little made up. Like, I don't think Travis Kelsey would be like, all right, baby, write me a check for 500,000 and let's get all. Maybe she would. I think she's the type that would go out and buy a wardrobe for him. And much like all women do, like you were saying, this is not just a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. I don't know how many times I've bought like a nice sweater, a zip up at the top it looks so beautiful and ryan's like and i just try to slip it into rotation and i know shannon does that for you too yeah in a previous episode we talked about my christmas gift every year being one of those fancy (laughs) gq like sweaters and i'm a t-shirt and hoodie guy and that's what i wear it doesn't matter unless it's a black tie event where i have to wear like a suit and tie it's a t-shirt and a hoodie for me and you're not getting me into a gq shirt it's just not going to happen and so didn't she the, the thing I have a problem with in this situation is you fell in love with the person for who they were. So why, whether it be wardrobe or their mannerism, mannerisms or whatever the hell you're trying to change. <laughs> why are you trying to change anything about somebody you fell in love with? 
Well, I think that Travis Kelsey is on a whole new level now. I think this is something that us mere mortals would not understand, but I think he is a whole new stratosphere. I think he is probably already has a publicist and has a designer and he, but he also dressed pretty fancy before he met Taylor Swift. He's kind of been a closed dude, like a closed guru guy before. Yeah. You'll see him walking into football games and like weird stuff. And when you're a celebrity, you can get away with wearing weird, like colorful baggy, crazy clothes. And he's always kind of done that. So I love how he is insane and he always dresses in like velvet and tassels. And his bro- brother, Jason Kelsey, shows up in like sweatpants. He's like, true. I don't care. I was watching, <laughs> speaking of Jason Kelsey, though, he was on some sort of podcast with Shaquille O'Neal the other day. Did you see this? Yeah. No, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Shaq got like all emotional and cryy, and he was like, "Dude, you should retire. You've got a beautiful wife, and you've got a family, and oh, you can yeah, still yeah. walk." And he's like, "When I when I was still playing, I was trying to hold on, and it ruined my family." He was very open and honest. He was like, "I was sleeping with every woman I could find, and I was bored, and I, I just I ruined everything." So, well, you've got everything that's important before you ruin it. Like retire. That's deep. And what did Jason Kelsey say? He was it's, like, man, thanks. It, <laughs> not going to, but thank you for your story. But um, because he he's pretty high up in his game, too. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, they didn't make it this year, but this dude does not. I agree with Shaq. You hear about so many different athletes who at the, the age of like 42, they're they're done. Their body is beat to hell. And that's what Ryan and I have talked about that before, where I'm like, that's so much money to get paid. And he's like, but you also have to think that they are going out there and just getting their asses kicked. And so for the rest of their lives, they're going to be in pain. They're going to be getting surgeries. They're going to have to always ice. It's just going to be like you get paid all that money and you're aging, you're progressing with your aging like tenfold. Yeah. Jason Kelsey's in his upper thirties and there's a, there's a Netflix. It might not be Netflix, but there's a documentary somewhere about the Kelsey brothers. I didn't love it. I watched the first couple of episodes, but in those first couple of episodes, it shows Jason, like he can't, he's, he's bad. Oh, is he? He's in in really, there was one really sad part that stuck out to me where he was trying to get down on the floor to play with his kids and he could not get down on the floor and he's in his upper thirties. That's it. And so, so, like, why so put your what, body through that? But what makes you decide, hey, you know what? This is not worth me uh, ruining my body. But I think there's always that drive. We saw it with, this is a sports show all of a sudden, but we saw it with Travis Kelsey where he could not stay away. That, like, adrenaline of the Super Bowl. And I think that very few people go out on top and just say, you know what? I've won. I, I, won the Super Bowl and my body's still functioning. So I'm just going to mosey along. We've had two of them in Denver. John Elway did it after he won two Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. See, I'm not coming back for a third one. Peyton Manning won one and rode off into the sunset. They were both smart gentlemen. Uh, smart. Hopefully, uh, the other thing about Are you hoping that Peyton though, Manning hears this and wants yeah. to be your friend? Because that's Sean's ultimate dream that somehow, I think this is the only reason why he does this podcast, is it's another outlet to get to <laughs> Peyton Manning. <laughs> Can we change the name again? To, to be your friend Peyton Manning? Yes. Peyton, please be my friend. Just listen to one episode and you'll definitely see that you just completely erase my name and 
just make it all. You can make my screen a lot smaller than yours, That's, or maybe just put like a picture of Peyton Manning in front of my face. I can do this. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually look listening. better that way. I look better that way. If you're we just will listening. post that video on our TikTok. We're such idiots today. If you're just listening, you have no idea what just happened. But this program that we use to record the <laughs> podcast, and I can make Sadie really tiny, and I just did it. And I said, I love it. I've never looked better. That's I look true. tiny and I, I can't see anything. And I'm like, damn, I'm looking good. <laughs> like my, when my niece came over, she sets up all these lights and she's like, this is a soft light. And this is a light for over here. You must put a light over here. So you look like you're glowing from behind. And so she left and I just sat there looking at myself. <laughs> I slowly just started turning lights off. <laughs> and then I got to like... <laughs> one little candle flame and I'm like, Oh yeah, I look pretty good. This is it. I think I found the lighting. We got to get rid of all those nine lights and just light a candle like in the olden days. That's yeah, they, how I look. Okay. The the dark hides everything, right? It really the does. more light you have, the more you can see and the more you can see on us, the worse it is. It is. It's incredibly true. So uh, but yeah, anyway, back to Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. I think that she's probably love bombing him with like different outfits. And, you know, they seem a lot alike, though. Like he's a he's a fashion horse. He's not like if you and Taylor Swift dated and she's like, you got to take that that sweatshirt you've been wearing for three days off and wear this Louis Vuitton outfit I bought you. Sean would be like, I'm I'm a normal dude. But Travis Kelsey's like, all right. He was built for this, for sure. I think that he was built for this stage. He was built to date Taylor Swift because they, if there's somebody perfect for Taylor Swift, it's probably him. He's just as flamboyant. He likes the whole where she stands up and she's the only one at the Grammy singing every song, even though she doesn't know him and acting a fool. And just that's how she is. I'm always like, sit down, Taylor. They pan to her at the Chiefs game and he makes one catch and she's, you can read her lips every time, like big old lips. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love you. It's just like she's actually all the time and I think that he was built to be around that he can handle it yeah. most of us can't and most of Taylor's ex-boyfriends clearly couldn't handle it either and either. he loves it so go good on him I, I hope think, they get I, married I really do I do too um what do you think Sean is the biggest social media thirst trap because I have seen a few lately and I'm like you thirsty mofos uh, recently I saw somebody who took a picture, um, in the hospital bed that said, can't talk, please pray for me. And I'm like, that is such a, that's a, that's a thirst trap. Don't you think? Cause then everybody's like, what's going on? And they're like, please just pray, just pray. I'm like, just really quickly say, you know, I'm getting foot surgery. Just yeah, I have an ingrown to toenail. Yeah, my, I mean, like, my, my toe was getting gangrene, but I'm not going to die. It's going to be okay. Yeah, because then everybody who follows that person again on social media is like, oh, my God, getting a heart transplant, I heard. Right. And she's probably getting like an ingrown toenail removed. But I there's a lot of people that won't even post a picture from the hospital. They'll just be like, need prayers now. Can't tell you anything else. And I feel like, how do you want me to pray for nothing? I mean, I guess you can say like. Can't run away. Yeah, I'm praying for my friend Sadie. I don't know why, God. (laughs) Something's going on over there. (laughs) Don't know what's up. 
Ain't that the truth? But I read that or I saw that on social media and I'm like, that is such a that is such a thirst trap is the uh, to me to me thirst trap means like posting you want to look sexy yeah yeah like trying to get the dudes to drool over maybe you. i'm the, using the this girls phrase. to drool yeah i mean maybe not you're thirsty for likes in a situation like yeah, that i think i think it means you're thirsty for attention you need to be yeah. like hey everybody but to me oh. thirst trap is more of the whole like ooh, i want i want these dudes there's there's a girl that i know pretty well and she's is this the girl that I text you about this morning? No, oh, but okay. she could fall under that category too. But that that just posts like pictures where they're definitely a little bit more provo- provocative and trying to get dudes to drool over them. That's like, a thirst trap. Yeah. And I, I am also guilty of that because like on vacation, if I'm wearing a swimming suit and I suck it in like a mofo and I've had eight Mai Tais, I might post a thirst trap. But I see people going next level with the big thong bikini and the, you know, the floatable boobies. And I'm just like, I'm not that thirsty. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I got my Target swimming suit on. <laughs> I mean, some of us are just in a situation where no matter what we do, that I can't post a thirst trap. There's nothing I'm going to post that's going to get anybody thirsty. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be like, whoa, we've had enough liquid. Please stop yeah, posting. Yeah, so I'm not thirsty. Get the water away from me. I'm not yeah, so, thirsty at all. But I think that's also a form of thirst trap because you're getting, you want all those people to be like, what's wrong? Here's my form of thirst trap on social media. Uh, I, I'll oftentimes go through and I'll scroll through all my posts and I'll realize that it, some of it can come across as braggy at times. Cause oh, I don't know yeah. how, I don't know how to do social media. Right. And so if it, here's my philosophy on social media for me, I'm going to only post it if it's like an important life event to me. If it's like somebody I care about's birthday, one of my kids or my wife or something like that, or something big that happened in my life, I'll post about it because it's something that is meaningful to me. And normally if it's something that's meaningful to you, right, it's going to be something that will come across as braggy. So I I don't know how to do social media the right way without being like a, but then in a way I'm, there is such a fine line. It's much like filtering, very fine line, because the fine line is I do see people and they figured it out how to do it right, where they're like showing pictures of their new car. But it doesn't seem like it's in a douchey way. It seems like a cool way, like, damn. And and then there are some people where you're like, okay, you just want everyone to know you got a car. And so you have to take that leap of faith. And may you may look like a douchebag or you may look like you're just so nonchalant. Like, this is my life. I drive a Ford F-150. Yeah, if you're posting that you just got a brand new Ford Pinto or something like that, then it's not a thirst trap. You're just genuinely excited that you got yourself a new set of wheels and high five to you. If you're posting. And isn't that cooler? Yeah, that it is because I have a friend. This is a true story. And he's a good guy. I don't really understand the situation, but he recently got a Lamborghini. And it doesn't matter, even if you're really excited that you just got a Lamborghini, if you post that you got a Lamborghini on social media, you are instantly in douchebag territory. It's just how it is. You can go get a Lamborghini, but don't post about it on social media because then you're a douche. And also what's what's a level lower than that is when you just see a Lamborghini and go stand by it to try (laughs) to pretend it's yours. Like at least... The Lamborghini picture, originally the person is owning the Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Your former co-host actually did that one time. He told me he it was his son, but his son really was into cars at one point. And so for his birthday, they took him to the Lamborghini dealership and they were just taking pictures of him in the Lamborghini. Oh, but that's no different. intention to buy. No, I'm not saying he was a douche for it. I'm just saying that like they should almost charge admission at those kind of dealerships <laughs> because like we dude, you're clearly not in the market to buy one of these. You're just letting your kids use it as a playground and an Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure the salespeople are like, I love this. Here comes a kid who wants to take selfies in the Lamborghinis. There must be a rule, though. I mean, did they walk in, I wonder, and say we are in the market? Or did they just straight up go in and go, my kid's going to take some pictures in your Lambos? I mean, I feel like if you are in the market to buy a Lamborghini, you almost have to show proof before you can. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, let me see a pay stub before I let you get in the Lamborghini <laughs> to take pictures, because if it's not a certain threshold, you ain't getting in the car. Yeah, this is a joke. Get out. Don't waste our time. Speaking of dealerships like that, though, there's a mall in Denver um, and they have a Tesla store in there. It's at Park oh. Meadows Mall and there's a Tesla store in the mall. And so they've always got three or four or five Tesla models in there. Yeah. And we, we recently went and walked around the mall and it's the busiest store in the mall. And they have one of those cyber trucks in there right now. Oh, and yeah. I just those wanted to weird. look at it. There was 45,000 kids crawling in and out and up and down and all over this thing. It was truly like the playground of the mall. And I couldn't wow, and they the allowed Tesla, that? Well, yeah, like Tesla people. I might have bought the Tesla truck if you if I could have got to it and there wasn't 50,000 kids on it. So kick them In out. In a way, Tesla, you know, I, I would think higher branded, you know, a Lamborghini shop. I'm surprised there isn't a age limit. Like you cannot bring your toddlers into the Lamborghini store. Sorry. There could be. Or, you know some parents just let their kids run in and climb and jump and kick and scratch and do whatever the hell they want to do. And they don't even register. Like that's rude. It's true. Uh, it, the, the, I think a lot of parents, unfortunately, I want to say the majority of parents are kind of that way. We went yeah. to one of those jumpy places here recently and it's just a free for all. Once you get in there, it doesn't matter if your kid's two or if your kid's 17, it's go. You go do whatever you want. And if you piss yeah. in the ball pit, don't tell anybody because I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to clean it up. Don't worry about throwing <laughs> your trash in the trash can either. Just leave it on the table. Or if you want to throw it on the floor, because there's people that are working here and we paid $50 to get in. So oh, yeah. Take care of it. They'll clean it up. The, I'm just so surprised by the way the parents act. It doesn't matter if it's a Tesla store or if it's a jumpy house place. They're just like, kids, do whatever you want. Throw it away. Whatever you want. Litter. Uh, touch things, lick windows. People need to step up with their kids and be like, cut it out. Enough is enough. Well, and I also grew up at a, with parents who I'm sure were very much like your parents, where it was like, I would have never, A, we, we would have never gotten into a luxury car store unless we were lost getting to the, you know, burger shack, the hamburger stand. <laughs> you know, and so... We would never do that. But even if we did, your parents give you that look, especially my mom. She would bite her lip. And if she bit her lip, you knew you were your ass was getting whooped when you got into the car because it was a big deal to do those things. Yeah. I don't, so if you go out and act like a fool, you're you. There's hell to pay. I don't remember the look for sure, but I was a pretty good kid. Like, I don't for whatever reason, my parents didn't have to, like, chase me around or give yeah, me. Yeah, But I'm look. talking about like, listen. What the the look usually came out when we would fight with each other. 
you know, because you have two sisters and I have two sisters and a brother and we we'd be in public and we'd be fighting and the look would come out and it was like, oh, look at the ground. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, I have to first say I got to find who this person is, but uh, I am. He's just the best. His name's Rich, Rich Howard. He listens to our podcast religiously and he's so great because he'll text me early in the morning or he'll message me early in the morning and be like, yeah. Um, so at eight o'clock, the theme song starts playing again. <laughs> it's just like he's kind of like our editor. And I go, oh, thank you, Rich. And I go on and I fix it. And and he's just amazing. So I just want to say thank you to Rich Howard for listening and really keeping us on track. Because honestly, once we post this, I don't ever hear it again. So there could be mistakes all over the place. So I appreciate people who reach out and say, dumbass, you did something dumb. That is nice of Rich Howard. And I was also, I want to thank my friend Travis because Travis wrote me and he said, what did he say? Let me get, let me get the message so I don't quote Travis the wrong way. Okay. Uh, oh, is this the one you sent me this morning? You, it is. You a-hole. <laughs> Travis said, why am I having trouble finding it? Yeah, I, I saw this this morning, Travis, because Sean sent it to me and thought it was funny. Oh, he said, here he goes. He says, the name change was the big announcement. I feel like I showed up to Disney World and it was closed. <laughs> I don't even care. It's a name change and... Yes, but as we've talked about before, and I we don't need to beat a dead horse, but you can't tease big announcements when they aren't big announcements. Sean, from now on, you are in charge of the big announcement situation. Well, we can have an announcement scale. Like we have an announcement coming, but it's pretty small. You know what? You're right. Big announcement. They people probably thought we were sending people to the Caribbean. Like I said, we need prizes on this show. We sure do. Do Can Um, you ask Ryan if we can get a trip to the Caribbean to give away? Definitely. Hey, speaking of Ryan, um, he went to get he's getting his tattoo removed. Oh, I heard that hurts on his back. And he was like, holy cow, he's pretty tough. But he said he had to make him stop halfway because it's on his spine. And so he was like, oh, my God, I was shocked at how bad it hurt. But do you remember working with a guy named Radio Johnny? Uh, I was going to bring him up if you didn't. Oh, Radio (laughs) Johnny. Radio Johnny moseyed into our lives. And he was just this outlandish, but so sweet. And so, but he was, he was nuts. Like he had a tattoo on his face that said Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) He's got one. He's got him. His full face is covered now, by the yeah. way. So he's when like we our knew little, him, he only had one. He's like our little post Malone and we love him. So we used to work with him and he was a sales rep and God bless Johnny. He wasn't the best sales rep out there, but we <laughs> I don't loved think he him. Ever made a sale. I don't think <laughs> no, he made one. We actually had some remotes together where he just sat and we talked and it was just so fun. So he got his tattoo Uh, He had one of his tattoos done. He met his wife now in Vegas and she's like, let's get a tattoo. And he's like, you pick what I get. So she picked a tramp stamp. Yep, I do remember <laughs> and that it's too. Like flowers and squirrelies <laughs> on a tramp stamp. And so he went on the show Tattoo Nightmares. Did you know that? No. 
okay, that's what we did. This entire remote that we did together was he's like, oh yeah, I went on to that show Tattoo Nightmares because I had to get it covered up. And I'm like, what? He's just like um, the Del Secchi's guy where it's like, he'll say something. And I'm like, that's the most interesting thing I've heard today. And to him, it's not a big deal. But anyway, to make a short story long, he was on that show and he got it covered up. And then he ended up leaving radio. And I thought, well, I miss you, Radio Johnny. And wherever you're at, I think about him a lot because he was such a good dude. And uh, so Ryan goes into this laser place, doesn't even put it together. And the woman at the front desk goes oh, you're Ryan. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, I've already spoken with our owner and we're not charging you for any of these treatments. It's like $800. And so Ryan's like, oh, I'm sorry. Who is your owner? And she goes, "Um, his name is Johnny. Do you know Johnny? And Ryan's like, I'm thinking Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I don't know anybody named Johnny. And she goes, "Um, he used to work with your wife. And Ryan's like, Radio Johnny? Like, Radio Johnny, who, you know, drove a Pinto to work every day? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yes, he owns six locations in Colorado. This guy is like an anomaly to me because he sits courtsides with LeBron James and Jack Nicholson. And I'm like, he's got Lamborghinis. He has a Lamborghini. He they belong to the like, I'm obsessed with following this person because I'm like, how could this person be when we got done with our Mitsubishi remote? He drove off in a Pinto Mm -hmm. and now he's like he they belong to the Calabasas, which is where the Kardashians live country club. So they go and eat at the country club at the Calabasas. They go to Martha's Vineyard during the summer. And again, five years ago. This guy was like, can you spot me some cash for Chick-fil-A? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I just can't even. So I guess what we've learned was he has six different locations in Colorado. And Ryan did the math and he was like, holy million dollars. Because there's little overhead. You pay for a machine and you pay for right. a place. And he said the woman that checked me in and did my paperwork was the same woman that, that, that did the, the lasering. How and did he- uh, he's rich. How did Johnny know that it was Ryan? Because he made an appointment and I'm assuming Johnny saw the name and remembered Ryan and was like, oh. And so he called the lady at at the front desk and was like, you know, let them know. And I'm like, that is so cool. So I text Johnny and this is a perfect explanation of radio. Johnny, I sent him a message and I said, Johnny, Johnny, Oh my God, Ryan just told me. And I, that is so kind of you that you would offer that. And thank you so much. And he goes, totally happy to do it, Sadie. And he goes, also, I'm fucking rich. <laughs> and that was it. And I'm like, Radio Johnny, God bless you and how you figured shit out. Good uh, on you, dude. It's funny how far it's come because in a su- such a short time, I remember when he opened his first tattoo removal shop and I have yeah. a bunch of really stupid tattoos and he knows about these stupid tattoos. And so he hit me up when he opened his first one and he was like, hey, I'll give you a quarter off if you come in and then talk about it on your radio show. I was like, bro, you know, I can't talk about it on my radio show if you do it. And I wouldn't even go try to talk about it unless you're going to do it for free. He's like, quarter off, best I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's giving them away for free. Good for him. I need to text him. 
But the thing about Radio Johnny is that he was like he told Sean, best I could do, quarter. That might sound like an a-hole thing to say, but when anything that comes from Johnny is just like he's such a good-hearted dude that you're just like, oh, Johnny, you big old weirdo. I remember he came up to the studio where Scott and I were at one day, and his shirt was really cheap, his button-up shirt, and he went like this, and the elbow tore right open. (laughs) He was like, I gotta go to a meeting today. (laughs) Like, oh, Radio Johnny. He was also doing like he wanted to be on the radio, too. So he was a sales yeah. guy, but he also wanted to be on the radio. So they put him on this little tiny station um, and and let him do some stuff at night. And so the boss hit me up one day, the big boss who wasn't in our building. He worked in Denver, but he hit me up. He's like, hey, I need you to do me a favor today. I said, what's that? Oh. He said, go and pull all of Radio Johnny's show from last night and put it all into one file so I can listen to it all and send it over to me. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. This is like a no bunch of mundane right? work. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't feel like it. I know that Radio Johnny's probably going to get in trouble. He's my friend. I don't want to do this. So I go pull it and I start listening to it as I'm pulling it. <laughs> And it was like the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. He had an imaginary friend that night. And so him and his imaginary friend were talking throughout the whole show. And he was making up a voice for his imaginary friend. And his imaginary friend was commenting on all the things that he was saying. And it was just the most wild, trippy. I felt like I needed, and I've never done it before, but based on what I've heard, I felt like I needed to get some acid and just listen to Radio Johnny. And it would have been the best trip I've ever been on in my life. What's great about that was I was an avid afternoon listener of Radio Johnny. Like I am not a radio, oddly enough, I'm not a radio listener, but every day I turned on Radio Johnny because he was so funny. I remember one, one he did, he just, I am not kidding. It had to have been four or five minutes, which in radio, that's a long span. Yeah, you're not, you can't do that on music station. For four or five minutes, he made Star Wars sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he was like, which, okay, think about it. You're telling a story and you make the sound effects. Four to five minutes. And I remember that I stood in my kitchen and died laughing because I thought this guy is out of control. And what happened? People who suck pulled him. Yeah, it's true. I think it was right after I sent off the little the little tape of him and his imaginary friend. And I, I told him about it. I was like, hey, dude, I want you to know I was not <laughs> trying to get you in trouble. These were orders that I was told to carry out. So I did it. I sent it to him. He's like, it's fine. It was a great show. I'm happy you sent it to him. I was like, I, lo- well, I love seeing always positive. <laughs> they're not going to think it was a great show. It was a great show, but they're not. You're not on Saturday Night Live, bro. You can't do that stuff on the radio. Because the radio yeah. people who are in charge of he the radio like, kingdom are not going to like that. He was on uh, the radio station, Radio 94.9, and uh, he would, it would end a song, like it would end a Nirvana song. And then there'd be a long silence and he'd go, my wife just left me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true, but then it would be like another 60 seconds of nothing. And he'd be like, is this for real? And he would weave this tail and then he'd be like, here's Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) 
person, you'd be like, whoa. And I thought it was just the most cool, funny thing ever. And But it was so niche that only certain people got the humor. And so, yeah, he got canned because he didn't sound like a fucking robot. And I love Radio Johnny. I think he ha- he was on to something before we were ready for it. It's probably true. He told me this one time, too, and he didn't tell me that this was in confidence. So I'm going to assume that it wasn't. Uh, It could have been. But he's rich now. Yeah, he's rich. It's fine. No, it's not. It's not defamation because he told me this. So it's true. I'm not making something up. We were doing a remote at Walmart and we were standing in the entrance for two hours just standing there. And he's like, hey, dude, I got something to tell you. It's like, what's that? He's like, so my wife and I just signed up on Craigslist. We're looking for a third. (laughs) I don't know if he was, I didn't even know what to say to that. I, cause I, there was a piece of me that felt like maybe he was asking me to be the third and I wasn't comfortable with that. But I thought maybe he was just my friend and he was just telling me that this is something that he was excited about too. I didn't know what to say. And so he's like, are you weirded out by it? I I don't know if he was joking to try to make me uncomfortable uh or if they were really looking for a third. He never told me that. He just told me about tattoo nightmares. And then we watched the entire episode at a remote. <laughs> he did not want you to be his third. <laughs> I am. Could this day get any worse? Um, no, but we love him. And uh, gosh, I've been thinking about him a lot lately. And then I found out, holy shit, he's rich. Uh, the lady said he flies in like once a month. Because he lives in like Calabasas, California with multi multi millionaires. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. Because I had to show, I had to sew one of his shirts because he, there was a hole and he just kept wearing it. And I'm like, I took it home and I'm like, I'll sew this for you. And that was Radio Johnny. And I don't know. I think it's, well, there you go. If you're looking for a smart, smart investment, tattoo removal shop. Yeah. yeah, I know. I thought he was no crazy. Doubt. I'm like, dude, you probably scrounged up your last little bit of money or last people you could possibly think of in the world that would give you an investment. And you're going to invest in a tattoo removal shop of all things. And look yeah. at how he's proven me wrong. I, I've become obsessed with following him on social media because he it's like he and his wife, who Danielle is like. Gorgeous. The first time I met his wife, I was like, who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm Johnny's wife. And I'm like, no, no, Johnny who, though? And she's like, radio, Johnny. And I'm like, that's weird that two people have that name. And then I realized, oh, no, we're talking that radio, Johnny. But I mean, they pull up to like the country club and the doors on their car open like, Yeah, they got the suicide doors. It's the full on. It's this is a full. You would think that the dude's a movie star. You would. It's, it's Instead, crazy. you find out he owns tattoo removal shops in Colorado. I know we missed our boat. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the brand new podcast. Sadie and Sean have no friends. Remember to put that automatic download on uh, because then it just automatically downloads it. And we get the number. Crazy how the auto download automatically downloads. Shut up, Sean. And then let's segue into the fact that we have to start our n- another week thanking our friends at the Spice and Tea Exchange in Fort Collins right next to Super Target. Um, this is yesterday was so nice. The weather has been so nice this week. It's going to be great. If you're getting the hankering to go and grill some meat, you have to go to the Spice and Tea Exchange because it will change the way you cook and make things. And that's it. Sean, what do you got to add to that? (laughs) You never talk about their teas. 
Sean loves the tea. I love the tea too. And inside their store, they actually uh, also have like a full tea bar. So you can walk in and, and be like, oh, that looks good. Can you make me a cup? And they'll make hot tea or cold tea. And then they have tables you could sit at. Now we just, will they also grill you some meat? No, but hey, Sarah, if you're listening right now to see if your hat actually played on our thing, like it's supposed to, it did. You should invest in not just a tea bar, but a meat bar. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, where you, I can go in and get some ribs with their spices on it because then Scott, I'll be there. I just said Scott, so I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean just wants some of your salty, sweet nuts, Sarah. <laughs> that's all I hear about every day. So if you go into the Spice and Tea Exchange in Fort Collins, you you go into the store, it's right by Super Target, and you say pro, the promo code is Sadie has no friends. Which, ooh, we got to change that promo code to the new name. But right now, if you go on and say Sadie has no friends, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. So I would get in there and get everything that you're going to need to do grilling and then get 10% off. Yeah, I would do it too. Sean, yet again, I couldn't do this without you. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.